Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today we're going to talk about Katana. Ooh, I love swords. Well, there is a sword, but it's really more of a person on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, it's a great sword. Katana's a great sword. No, the person who wields the sword, she's got a white mask that's really iconic. I just said I like sharp swords just to start the lesson. Okay, well, it's clear that you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about Tatsuyama Shiro because your geek history lesson on Katana is now in session. Oh, now I get it. Welcome to Geek History Lesson. I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. And I'm Jason Sharp Object that can kill you Inman. Welcome to your <laughs> mind university where we take one character, construct, or something else from pop culture and tell you all about it in less than an hour on this podcast we call Geek History Lesson, which we also nickname the Mind University. That's right. That's our fancy term for it. And today we are digging deep into the land of the rising sun, mm-hmm. our lovely lady from Japan. Who, Ashley? Katana! Yay, Katana. And if you don't know who Katana is, she, of course, is a DC Comics uh, superheroine. You call her a superheroine, right? Sometimes. Or she's an antihero? Sometimes. Okay. But (laughs) she's going to be featured in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie. She's also a big uh, exclusive toy through DC Superhero Girls, and she's a character in that. Uh, We've seen her all kinds of places, even on Arrow. Mm -hmm. So we thought it'd be great, and she'd be a great lady to break down on this Geek History lesson. So let's hop right into the first section the 10 cent origin where we tell you everything you need to know about this character in case you ever go to a Japanese cocktail party (laughs) and they're like do you know of our native daughter Katana and you're like oh yes I do because I listened to Geek History Lesson and their 10 cent origin which starts now yes so Katana is of course a DC Comics character she is Tetsu Yamashiro aka Katana her first appearance was in The Brave and the Bold number 200 in July of 1983 and she was created by Jim Aparo and Mike W. Barr. Nice. She is the current wielder of the Soul Tanker Sword, although that does change a little bit throughout her history. Okay, got it. We'll talk about yeah. that. Uh-huh. Her team affiliations have included the Outsiders, the Birds of Prey, the Justice League, and the Suicide Squad. And her abilities include being a superb martial artist, a trained <laughs> samurai warrior. And with the Soul Taker Sword, she has the ability to capture the soul of every being killed with it and communicate with that soul. Interesting. Yes. So she can learn all your secrets if she kills you. She can. She's a little scarlet witchy with a sword. Okay. Okay. So she knows every. She knows all your deep dark secrets. She knows what you bought on eBay last night. Whoa. Yeah. That's not good, Katana. It gets dark. Okay, but only if she kills me. Only if she kills you. All right, I understood. So you'll and, be fine. Uh, yeah, I'll be okay. So the, you know, next we're going to learn the meet cute section of our podcast, yes. where we're going to tell where we first encountered this character in pop culture or in our lives. You know, we like to get a little personal here. Mm-hmm. Ashley. Yes. Where did you meet cute Katana? I have no idea Good where answer. I Great first met cute Katana. I have no idea. Uh, because I don't know if I knew who Katana was before the New 52, before mm. she had a solo series in the New 52, because I've not read a ton of The Outsiders in the yep. past, and that's mostly where her stories are contained. Um, I remember when that series launched, it was really cool, but where I started to kind of learn about the character and more of the details of her personality was in the uh, Beware the Batman animated series, because she is she's kind of the Robin of that show. Yeah, she's a main character. And uh, she has a really great role in that. We'll talk more about that later. So that was most of my exposure to Katana uh, before the Superhero Girls line launched and then before the research that I did for this lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you? Where did you first meet Tetsu Yamashiro? Uh, Well, post-Infinite Crisis by a couple years, they uh, had this title called The Outsiders, which was led by Nightwing. And The Outsiders is this DC team that's kind of round. We'll talk about it more, I assume. And uh, Batman basically got angry. I remember I picked up this issue. I read Batman and The Outsiders number one. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Batman's like, yo, the Outsiders is my team from the 80s, Nightwing. You best be stepping off. And <laughs> Catwoman is in that team, yeah. which really intrigued me. And also Katana. Mm-hmm. And she's a crazy, like, red and yellow costume in it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she doesn't have her, like, slick black costume, which I really like now, but she had the crazy, like, they love to put her in red and yellow. She's had some crazy costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like most DC heroes, I would say that she, they've all had crazy costumes. But that's the first time that I remember being cognizant <laughs> of who Katana was. I'm certain that before that point, I had read a book with Katana in it. She is an ancillary character in a lot of yeah. like crossover but titles she's and big always, events. Like supporting, and sometimes what I like to call deep supporting. Yeah. And by that I mean like she's that character that shows up in giant crowd scenes, and yeah. you're just like, who's that chick with Japan on her face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and uh, yeah, and of course I'm speaking to her giant face mask, which has the Japanese uh, flag on it. Yeah, which is the the rising sun, the red sun. Yes, yes, the rising sun. Just just in case anybody out there didn't know what we were talking about. I mean, we're not a visual podcast, so there you go. There you go. So all right, let's move on into the history 101, the main meat of the lesson, where Professor Ashley mm-hmm. will kneel in prayer before us, hold out her sword, bow before the sensei, and teach her. All the things that she has learned. Konnichiwa, Oganki Dezu. We're going to start by talking about Tatsu Yamashiro because, in all of her origins, it is very much stressed that she is a quote, average Japanese girl. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> She's an average Japanese girl, right? She is. Great. Then continue listening. So I want you to imagine what what you what traits you you would think of for an average Japanese girl, and tell me if any of these origin story facts fall into that. Um, well, I, I already can tell you that you're going to be way off because <laughs> my view of an average Japanese girl for some reason is Sailor Moon. There you go. That's, see, but <laughs> is that's, that average? That is uh, only in the '90s, really. Only okay. in the '90s. Got it. All right, sorry. So she had two parents um, who, as far as I could decipher, are unnamed who encouraged her and her two brothers, Maseo and Takeo, to train in the martial arts. So from a a very young age, she trained in a bunch of different martial arts. By all accounts, they were a close family that loved each other very much. In fact, they loved each other so much that both of Tatsu's brothers asked her for her hand in marriage. Mm, So it's already weird. This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's too honorable. (laughs) That's too honorable for me. So Tatsu chose Maseo and Takeo, the rejected brother, quote, did not take this well. May may I ask a quick question? Yes. And if you do not know the answer, that's fine. Do you know which one's older or younger? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's ever specified. Okay, great. That's fine. Um, because this is usually told in flashbacks at the beginning of her origin story. I would just very, okay, let me let me throw this to you. Yes. A- a- as a woman. You're a woman, right? I am a woman. Great. Last I checked. All right, cool. Um, it, let's just say you were forced to marry your younger or older brother who, who <laughs> both have equal skills in martial arts. Do you go younger or do you go older? What do you think? Where, um, where do you lean? I go older because older probably means more of that protective side. Okay. Uh, younger means probably the kid who like tried to put his boogers in your face, you know. And <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not all about that. I was, I was just curious from a woman's perspective which way you would lean on that <laughs> argument. Okay, so let's just say she went with the older just, brother. Sure, sure. She went with Maseo. <laughs> okay. So uh, Takeo refused to attend his siblings' weddings because he was so sad, and as a result, Maseo disowned his brother. Uh, who in retaliation had joined the Yakuza Uh-oh. and had taken on their mark of a large dragon tattoo across his chest. And this is your visual cue in all stories going forward for like the good brother doesn't have the large dragon tattoo on his chest. The bad brother does have the dragon and tattoo. And let's just specify just in case there's anybody out there that doesn't know Yakuza are the Japanese, Japanese gangsters. Ma- yeah, mafia. Yeah, that, that mafia basically. Great, great word. Uh, that ride around the scooters and they wear suits. And yes. sometimes domino mask if you're in a Quentin Tarantino man. If you are, yes, it's a good look. It's a yeah, good yeah, look. Yeah. It goes with the theme. That's who the Yakuza are. Yes. So following the sudden death of their parents, Tatsu and Maseo started a family of their own because that's a thing that you do. Uh, I'm worried about the medical problems here. With uh, with Tatsu <laughs> giving birth to twins named Yuki and Reiko. Okay. Um, and actually, fun fact, uh, you have to inbreed for more than three generations before there's a lot of birth defects. Uh, I took Western uh, European history, so. Students? <laughs> students? I I expect to hear applause. <laughs> Backwards through time, 
of that fact. The, the, <laughs> Ashley Robinson put so much work into this lesson that not only did she give you a lesson on the fictional character, but she just told you about genetics. There you go. <laughs> I, put, I put that high school science to good use. Oh, Lord. Okay, so... so the, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so, so Katana's great grandchildren would have the birth defects. Uh, yes. If they uh, keep <laughs> if they inbreeding. continued inbreeding, if they bred outside, they'd be fine. Well, let's just say that there's probably a strong predilection to keep inbreeding. Let's just well, say. let's just say that maybe these kids don't live that long. So, at the same time, Good. the bad brother Takeo rose high in the ranks of the yakuza, indul- uh, indulging in his quote exotic tastes and quote <laughs> for ancient weapons. Oh yes. So he kind of becomes their buyer of magical uh, Japanese weapons. I love the weapons. Uh, yes, and he is presented with a pair of matching swords by a character named General Karns, K-A-R-N-Z, who okay. is later revealed to be a henchman of Baron Bedlam, mm-hmm. uh, who will show up again. Uh, one of which Takeo favored because it had more mystical properties than the other. Mystical swords are important, so remember this. Mm-hmm. He trained with this weapon for months and months before taking both swords to his, uh, his sibling's residence and demanding that his brother duel him for the prize of Tatsu and her hand in marriage, even though she's already married. Just let it go, man. It's not... Oh, man. Men. Your children must be mine! Men. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, they fight, and during the course of their fight through the house, a thing gets knocked over that's on fire, and the house catches on fire. No! Um, And uh, Takeo, of course, kills his brother, Maceo. No! Because Maceo was trying to get the two kids, Yuki and Reiko, out of the home. They burn to death inside their home. Of course they do. Maceo dies, and uh, that is when they learn that this sword is a soul taker. As we mentioned earlier, with these properties, it absorbs their soul, and then you can have a conversation with that person and sometimes absorb their skills, depending on who or who is not writing it. But that is the moment where it gets named the soul taker and those properties are made apparent. Okay. So... Tatsu. Because the brother, the, 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 the bad brother killed the good brother. Well, the bad brother sees the dead brother. Yes. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tatsu arose just in time to see her husband died and she engaged her evil brother Takeo, gaining the upper hand on him and disarming him because she was a better fighter. Good. And while attempting to save her children, she hears her husband's voice coming from the sword, telling her that they are already lost. So she knows that she can talk to him, but not the children because the sword did not strike down the children. They're lost forever. But it's sad. It is sad. (laughs) Can you do some Batman music? Batman music is usually pretty sad. Na 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 Batman. Katana. Katana. That's our theme right there. <laughs> so, having escaped where all of her immediate family has been murderized, Tetsu begins training as a samurai under a master called Tadashi because now we're crossing over with Big Hero 6. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, what? Big Hero 6? What? I know. I was like, oh man, he was so cute. <laughs> so, right. after a long time, it's an indeterminate period of time but like with Batman's My training periods of time indeterminate is, yeah it's implicit that it's years and years and years what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at US Customs and Border Protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore air to ground cities to local communities CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay. She graduated from his tutorship and left for America, like every good immigrant does, where she intended to use her talents to fight for justice. Because reasons. There's really no, there's she no does, explanation. She doesn't, she doesn't have the soul taker right now. No, she does. She, she does. She, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She killed I'm, her evil. My apologies. She, yeah, my she apologies. has the soul taker. Okay, okay. Um, she heard her husband speaking through Yes, it. yes, yes. She killed her, her younger brother. Uh, maybe. Oh, what? 
Maybe. Oh. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So she takes on but the... she has a soul taker. She has the soul taker sword. Got it. She takes on the codename Katana after the sword that she has wielded and possessed for some time that is imbued with the soul of her husband. And that's important because she'll talk to her husband inside the soul taker sword a lot. It gets weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. So if you've never seen Katana's classic outfit, it's mostly red and yellow like the rising sun emblem. It's a it's a big Japanese design motif. It's on the flag. And I highly recommend checking it out because it's kind of a terrible, terrible design. And she looks like she's on fire, which I feel like is a step too far from what mm-hmm. they were going But she's always with. had that classic faceplate. She has. Yes. She has. Of uh, the Japanese flag. Yes. So now I'm going to tell you about how Katana joined the outsider. Yay. Yay. Na, 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 outsider. Oh, katana. <laughs> so, That's how you do that. um, after coming to America, Tatsu kind of tooled around there. Come to America, and then she was like, "This is great, but you know where else is great? Markovia, that tiny Baltic state that nobody's ever heard of. I'm gonna go to Markovia." So she goes there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jason's expression is one of complete uh, disbelief. <laughs> uh, she tracks down Carnes, the 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 evil guy who gave the Soul Taker sword to her bad brother in the first place. Yep. She succeeds in killing him with the Soul Taker sword. Good. But because of the circumstances under which this takes place, she inadvertently implicates Black Lightning who happened to be right there with Batman at the time in her crime of murdering Carnes. Oh, so she's in the outsiders at this point. Yes. Okay, that was unclear. Uh, apologies. <laughs> so, Jason, who is Black Lightning? Uh, Black Lightning is a character called Jefferson Pierce. He is a light. He has lightning powers, and in the future, he will become uh, um, the Secretary of Education, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. For President Luther. Yes, but he's an African American gentleman with a really cool jacket. A really cool costume. Yep. So she attempts to rectify this misunderstanding by freeing Black Lightning, who's been in prison because of that, and she encounters. There's a young girl whose name is Halo. Uh, Halo is Gabrielle Doe, and she is a gestalt warrior who is a, will become a part of the Outsiders. Got it. So Katana joins up with Halo to rescue Black Lightning. They do that. Batman, who himself had been captured due to a blunder by Halo, and Bruce Wayne's employee, Lucius Fox, from their captor, Baron Bedlam. Baron Bedlam is the evil guy who had the sword, Soul Taker sword in the, in the first place and bled it all the way down to Katana. So during this time, Batman was in Markovia to rescue Lucius Fox, who had sought and failed to gain the help of the Justice League of America and had resigned his membership in the Justice League because he was so put out that they wouldn't help him. Yeah, Batman. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And he was so inspired by the teamwork that he encountered between Black Lightning, Katana, Halo, Geoforce, who's Prince Brian, B-R-I-O-N. Of Markovia. Of Markovia. And Metamorpho, who was also just happened to be around, that he decided to form the Outsiders. And this is how they all come together to become the team. Mm-hmm. You know who uh, Prince Brian's younger sister is? No. Tara of the New Teen oh, Titans. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so cool. They're related. That's, that's, uh, that's her older brother. Oh, you're blowing my mind. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Terra so much. So uh, who and or what are the outsiders? Well, I'm so glad that you They're a team that I use Batman. Batman right here. Yeah, they're a team that I use to fight outside the law, outside of justice, to be a cider. To be a cider? Oh, Oh, See, sorry. And a cider, do I explain this to you? You're out and then a cider. Do you combine them? I thought cider like apples. I'm trying a new Batman voice. I'm not quite I like it. digging it. I like it. I don't know. Let's just go with this. So initially, their their actual mission statement, if they had a website and were a charity, would be that uh, they're the team managed by Batman to end the Baron's tyranny in Markovia that eventually gets moved to Gotham City. So when they yeah, move to Gotham... Yeah, see, I said that. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, I did. Freaking nailed it. Yeah. So when they returned to Gotham City, or when they moved to Gotham City in the first place, actually, <laughs> they set up their headquarters in a former penthouse of Bruce Wayne's, um, who, of course, <laughs> is secretly the Batman. Of course, of course. <laughs> and they probably never question it. Right. And, and Tatsu becomes Halo's guardian because they learn when they come back to America that she's actually like a teenager and she can't take care of herself. Oh, she's that young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, she's like 16. She's comic book 16, which means she looks like she's 26. So she married her brother when she was like 10. No, no, no. Tatsu becomes the guardian of Halo. Oh. Tatsu is like uh, an adult. I'm losing context on some of the, on some of these things. I apologize. Okay. 
Um, and they move into uh, Bruce Wayne's penthouse, and they that. hold down they hold down the fort. The rest of the outsiders live in other places in Gotham. Mm. So uh, during all this time, Takeo, the bad brother, has actually been at large. What? And had followed Tetsu to Gotham City, and secretly he had switched swords with her and left for Tokyo. And the outsiders eventually figure it out and they chase him to Tokyo because they really like to take the outsiders and put them not in North America, except that's where they're based. So it's super weird. So they can go outside. I get it. Get it? I get it. Because they're outsiders. I get it. But it just seems like a lot of like fueling up of Bruce Wayne's plane and flying for 18 hours to Tokyo and just looking for the sword. Batman's got to get his jolly somehow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So evil brother Takeo took the sword to his master, who was a godfather inside the Yakuza known only as Oyabun. O-Y-A-B-U-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my assumed pronunciation. I don't actually know how to say that word. Great. So when he rings the sword there, they perform this very specific ritual. Uh, Oyabun and Takeo manage to recall the souls that had all inhabited the sword and proceed to force them into corporeal form. So everyone who's ever been slaughtered by the sword is now sort of a zombie. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to make a zombie army, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So among these returned souls are legendary mercenaries and assassins, but of course also Maceo, the good brother, the husband, who is now a slave to Oyaban, the bad Yakuza guy. No! So Katana, which is what we will call her for the rest of the lesson, and the outsiders go there, they fight all of them, and they are ultimately able to reclaim the Soul Taker sword. So Good. they kill everybody again. And the thing about reclaiming the Soul Taker sword is you actually, like I said, you have to kill everybody again. There's a really powerful scene where Katana Katana is forced to kill her husband. Oh. And she is also forced to kill Takeo, the bad brother. Oh. And finally put some of her ghosts to rest. Literally. Literally. Although it is a little bit of a reverse clone saga they just did where there was like oh yeah that you thought you had the soul taker well you didn't yes you know um and when you kill all of them you basically undo the ritual that had been done and that means that even though you're killing them all they go back into the sword yeah so you can still talk to them but they just don't get to walk around anymore mm. so having to lay her husband's soul to rest is one of the hardest things that katana ever had to do and if you want to keep professor jason and me from having to put our husbands to rest you can head on over to patreon.com slash jawin j-a-w-i-i-n and show geek history lessons some support yeah because i don't want to kill my husband uh, it would be really tough on you. You're very emotional. Yeah, Tom is a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> for $3, you can get Geek History Lesson a day early. And for $5, you get the Patreon-exclusive Geek History Lesson Extra podcast, where this week we are going to talk about our favorite versions of Katana. And there's also a new reward level on there at the $10 level, which you get to watch episodes of Jason Talks More, our, our new supplementary videos in the YouTube channel, two weeks early. What? Yeah. Two whole weeks? Yeah, because we have a new show over there called Jason Talks Geek, which is like Geek History Lesson, except we talk about stuff in the news. Nice. Yeah. So, back to Katana. So, eventually, the outsiders split from Batman's leadership. It's this thing. And they take up residence in Markovia because they were like, you know what? This is where we all met. This is a pretty good place to hang out. We like the mountains. And they wind up being funded by the Markovian crown. But at this time, uh, Geoforce is the prince of the royal family. He's kind of in charge. So, he's basically just funneling country funds away into the outsiders, <laughs> which seems irresponsible, but when you think about it, it's really not that bad. What you don't know is that the Markovian economy at this time was crashing <laughs> and they couldn't figure it out. Well, those uh, those iron mines weren't what they used They're to like, be. They're like, you think it's these vigilantes? No. 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 <laughs> and, then the, and then you never wake up again. No. They become the official agents of Markovia and... And it doesn't work out so well. So they move back to the city of Los Angeles where they make their headquarters at the Markovian embassy because they're like, we like being funded by Markovia, but we don't want to like live here. The Markovians are like crack cocaine to the outsiders. Yeah, totally. We can't have enough of Markovia. So uh, and their their base in Los Angeles is actually a secret headquarters just off the shore. So they're on like Catalina Island. Just hanging out. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's super weird. Or something like Catalina Island. Something like Catalina. It's not actually Catalina Island, but Catalina Island's a beautiful island, so it's a funny joke. Yeah. 
Uh, not funny if you have to explain it, Harley. No. Although Tatsu had left her husband in the past, Oyaban, the bad Yakuza guy, returned to her life and sent a Tengu after her uh, with which he captured her. So she's captured by bad Yakuza guy. Her no. teammates on the Outsiders, uh, mostly Halo and Looker at the time, were able to save her using other Tengu and the Tengu leader who aided them in battle. So everything wound up being okay. She got rescued. Okay. After a while, the team disbanded after various tragic events surrounding Geoforce's parents and Markovia. Basically, Markovia falls. The royal family gets all kind of Romanov. It's because he spent, it's it's he spent all the money on the Outsiders. I guess. And they're like, mm, you're kind of just like ineffectually living in LA? How about feeding the people, Prince? Nah, I need to get Katana a new mask. Nah, like, you know, Tara, just, she ran off and Mm. we we never recovered. Never recovered. So nonetheless, the outsiders were forced to defend Markovia against the Manhunters when they attacked. The Manhunters. Um, but during the their seminal battle with the Manhunters, Halo was knocked into a coma, saving Katana's life. Oh, Halo. And bounded by Giri Ninjo, which is a, a debt of honor even unto death, Tatsu left the team so that she could tend to Halo's wounds. So this is kind of the, the, the leaning into the Japanese mysticism and spirituality of it all which depending on who is writing katana sometimes she's like super japanese and sometimes she's super north american got it so right now she's super japanese so during this time she's approached by a family member of her husband so also her family member yeah also her family member. right um who wished her to accompany the suicide squad on a mission to destroy a large horde of weapons that were about to be sold by the yakuza oh dare them so this is her first brush with the Suicide Squad, and you're going to learn through the rest of this lesson that she doesn't have that many more. Okay. But she declines on the basis of her giddy ninja because she's looking after Halo, although she was willing to help if they need was truly desperate. So she's like, only if you really need me will I come with my sword and help out. Got it. So this family member is later killed, and she, in the dead of honor, went after the killer. And it wound up that be it was Oyaban, bad Yakuza guy. That guy again. <laughs> yes. And that she did not wish to see the weapons destroyed. And that was why she tried to stop the Suicide Squad. Because she's like, I just want to kill this guy, but like the weapons can stay. It'll be fine. So during that adventure, she saved the life of Bronze Tiger and Man. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And Hunter, uh, who Mark Shaw, man Hunter. Yeah. Uh, making them honor bound to her by Giddy Ninja. So now Bronze Tiger and Manhunter owe her a debt mm-hmm. of honor unto their deaths. So this is how a team gets formed. Mark Shaw then assisted her in taking down Oyaban, and then Oyaban committed ritual suicide, and Katana stood by as his second, ready to help with the blade strike so that he could keep his honor. So it's basically like, if you are going to commit Harikari and you wuss out, then they'll kill you anyway, so that you can still die honorably. Oh, that's good of them. Right. It's good of Katana to do this for this person that she hates for so long. So now more about the outsiders. All right. Back to the outsiders. Back to the outsiders. Uh, Eventually... The outsiders reform and return to Markovia. Yeah. And wait, wait, no, no. Uh, well, again, come yeah, on, yeah, guys. yeah. Well, Markovia is this cool place, right? No, right. not really. Um, so instead of a peaceful reunion, however, the team becomes trapped in a web of public relations nightmares that brands them as outlaws. So basically, everybody fits in th- with the name. Everybody thinks they're evil. Although the charges are eventually dropped, the team is fractured. Halo dies from an assassin's blast, but is reborn into a new body. Oh, good. 
which was an immense strain on Tatsu's relationship with her. And Halo is kind of her best friend at this time and surrogate daughter. It's really kind of dumb. Katana joins a team with Geoforce and Technocrat, who's Jeffrey Baron basically wearing an Iron Man suit, taking the lead. She develops a mild romantic relationship with Joey Hong, who's the Asian associate of Guy Gardner's, if anyone is a fan of the Guy Gardner run. During a solo mission, Tadashi, her old mentor, sends Lady Shiva to claim Katana's soul, take her sword. Oh, no. Uh, Lady Shiva, of course, is the really cool assassin who is also Cassandra Kane's mother. Shiva confronts Katana, who has been battling a gang of drug dealers. Katana had slain many of them, but refuses to kill the youngest member, something that Lady Shiva insults her for, and she calls her a coward. And Lady Shiva, being a world-renowned as the world's greatest assassin and fighter, was able to kill Katana with her own sword and complete her mission of taking the Soul Taker sword. Oh, Katana. I know, and that's the end of your lesson on Katana. Thanks for coming by. Na, 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 Katana. Just kidding, because it's comics. Na, 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 Katana. Exactly. (laughs) So Katana returns to life after a trial by combat within her sword, which includes confronting many of the swords of the people that she have killed afterward she manages to find her old mentor and take his life so while she's inside the the sword sword, her soul self beats the crap out of everybody else in the sword okay so she gets to come back to life because of that she gets to come back to life yes because of reasons because of comics okay uh she takes she gets the sword back from lady shiva who had previously murdered her all right and then goes and kills uh tadashi from big hero six just because well because he sent Lady Shiva oh, to kill yeah. her in the okay, first place. It, yeah. You know, it's that revenge thing, that honor thing. <sighs> right. You know, but also because she's died, her oath to look after Halo has been absolved. And then the two people who owe her a, an honor oath, their debts are resolved as well. So th- this kind of basically happened to make Katana a free agent again. So that we don't have to tie into as much continuity in the past. I think there are easier ways to do that in the writing than just killing the character, but I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to respectfully disagree. <laughs> you, you, could, you could just have these characters just be like, no, nah, we're good. Yes. So the outsiders following Katana's return to them splinter and eventually reunite to take on more supernatural threats focused around the new member, uh, Sebastian Faust. And this is one of the times when you really get to see the Soul Taker sword be really magical. Mm-hmm. Because depending on who is writing Katana, like I said before, with the Japanese of it all, sometimes the Soul Taker sword is really, really magical. Sometimes it's just kind of a cool sword. Yeah, sometimes it's just a green sword. It's weird. Yeah. So Katana and her friends suffer through the mental and physical tortures that Faust's father, Felix Faust, puts them through. He's basically a magician villain in the DC Universe who who has a weird... He usually dresses in purple. Yes. (laughs) So Halo, who has come back to life, eventually frees them all from Felix Faust's control by destroying several of Felix Faust's items of power. So basically, she destroys all of his horcruxes, and then he's weakened. Soon after, they disband. Oh, again? Again. After disbanding, Tetsu has... Uh, keeps up her association with her old allies and the outsiders like Black Lightning, Geoforce, and Halo. And although they do not operate as an official team, they're always seen along uh, alongside each other during the major crises of the DC universe. They'll make them all kind of stand together. Oh, okay. Uh, which I guess is cool. If you're if you're an outsider person, it's probably really cool. Yeah. So her close ties to Batman also see her fighting by his side several times, notably during the Imperiax Crisis. Imperiax. Jason. Who's Imperiax? Imperiax is this giant godlike being who kind of looks like a Roman uh, soldier with a giant, you know, the a spa- centurion. Uh, yeah, a centurion. He is this super powerful cosmic character that's been around since the beginning of time. He thinks there's something wrong with the universe, and he's going to restart the universe to fix it. Uh, and he's a Superman villain. And uh, the end of that story, our worlds at war, which I assume you're going to talk about, uh, is uh, that Imperiax finds out that the thing that's wrong in the universe is him. Yes. Because Superman sends him back to the Big Bang and makes him part of the the original DNA of the universe. Yes. I'm actually going to jump to the Day of Judgment. Oh, we're skipping right past our world of war. Okay. Yeah, we are. Katana's really not a big part of it. Oh, cool. She teamed up with Batman. Uh, she did. Uh, so, Kata- so Katana next really appears in Day of Judgment, which is a Jeff Johns story, where basically the way that that ends is that Hell invades Earth and Hal Jordan becomes a specter. Yep, that's all you need to know. So, but the main battle against the villain, the rogue angel Asmodel, with the power of the specter, takes place in New York City, and Katana personally protects Madame Xanadu, who's guarding the rest of Asmodel's powers with a mystical shield. Katana's protection of Xanadu is assisted 
hosted by Dr. Occult, Phantom Stranger, and Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Who at this time would have been called, I think, Sentinel. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Uh, later, Katana assists Batman when he and Superman are declared outlaws. Oh, yeah. oh, no. And Katana is also called upon by Black Canary together with other female mercenaries in order to rescue Oracle from Senator Pullman. Mm-hmm. Because this is around the time that she's sort of parts of the Bird of Prey, but not really officially. But she's like a girl associated with Batman so we can make her do stuff with them. Yep. So after Oracle is saved, Katana received a card together with the promise of a favor if required. Katana later returns to assist Oracle in issue 108 of Birds of Prey alongside dozens of other agents and that's kind of a cool thing. So during this time with the Outsiders, Katana has her yellow and brown pseudo samurai suit that's yeah. really reminiscent of Wolverine's yellow and brown suit. And um, they take down a character called Sabak, Sabak, S-A-B-B-A-C, Sabak. And the team, the outsiders at this time, they reformed to fight Sabak. The team consisted of all new members with the exception of Metamorpho, who had rejoined after a character named Shift's demise. And in Outsiders number 42, Katana dons this same new costume that we were just talking about. And it's supposed to be based upon, again, the Japanese flag and the idea of the sunrise. But she's not wearing... Um, her mask in this issue because she felt like it was controversial. And it's the start of, this is the start of Batman and the Outsiders. Yes, Batman. The, 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 the new series after Nightwing's Outsiders. Yes. Okay. Later, Katana summons Sabak to destroy Dr. Savannah's base with his hellfire powers. Katana remains an active member of the Outsiders following the one year later continuity jump. Jason, what's one year later? Well, that's what I was just talking about. This is the Batman and the Outsiders run. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, <laughs> that was before because uh, the one the one year later jump is after Infinite Crisis where they jumped all the DC books ahead. Right, because initially the team is led by Nightwing but his leadership transfers back to Batman and Batman during this time decides to test Katana and the rest of the initial team in order to design a better team and he doesn't recruit all of the same team members again but Katana is Batman's first official recruit mm-hmm. so she's the one who most lives up to his standards he, so I think it's yeah, kind of cool. He, there's a bunch of one shots and he kind of pits the team members against each other and uh Night. There's an there's an one shot with Nightwing and Captain Boomerang at the time. Captain Boomerang was the son, mm-hmm. and Nightwing through in the mission realizes that it's Batman testing them. Yes, and he just leaves, and he's like, "I'm done." Yeah, he's like, "F this noise, I'm out." Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna talk a little bit about Blackest Night. So while escorting Killer Croc to incarcerations, the Outsider's vehicles is demolished by Maceo, Yuki, and Reiko. Maceo is the husband. Yuki and Reiko are the children. And the black, they're brought back as Black Lanterns, which is the black rings that resurrect people like zombies, basically. Yes. Yeah. Katana, believing that she had been reunited with her lost family, lets her guard down, of course, like one would, but is ultimately saved from death by her teammates. They grab her and run away. Yay. Realizing the truth, she draws her sword and prepares to fight her undead husband. When she stabs Maceo, the Soul Taker reveals to her that the Black Lantern's full intentions, what their plans are, and her attacks soon prove to be completely ineffectual against Maceo, who instead is destroyed by an outpouring of light from Halo, who also destroys Katana's undead children, further straining their already incredibly strained relationship. I don't like this Halo. Yeah, Halo is an interesting an interesting character in reference to Katana. She kind of yeah. goes wavers back and forth on whether she's useful or not. The events of Flashpoint eventually lead to the reboot of DC Universe, known as the New 52. So in this rebooted continuity, a newly healed Barbara Gordon returns as Batgirl. You can listen to our Barbara Gordon episode for more on that. And she takes a leave of absence from the Birds of Prey for reasons. And she suggests that t- Katana take her place on the team full time. So Katana joins Black Canary and Starling as the third member of the Birds of Prey. Interesting, the new 52 Birds of Prey. The new 52 Birds of Prey. This is one of her big team-ups in the new 52. Like I said earlier, she's always been like a tacit member of the Birds of Prey and for lack of a better word, an outside member of the Birds of Prey. But now she's officially on the team because Batgirl's off being Batgirl again and not being Oracle anymore. Nice. So Katana in the New 52 is described as a lethal fighter who has spent the last year waging a war on the Yakuza clan that was responsible for the death of her husband. She is rumored to be mentally unstable due to her belief that her husband's soul 
that she often converses with Japanese resides inside her sword. So everybody thinks that she's crazy because and Maseo's nobody believes soul. the soul taker is real. Right. Got it. And it is very much left up to your interpretation as the reader whether or not that's true. I like and, that. Until the Katana standalone series. I could see the future movie doing something like that. Especially, well, because Suicide Squad is about a lot of characters that are unstable. So mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. a really interesting way to take it. So she has a bunch of adventures with the Birds of Prey, but Katana eventually leaves the group in order to keep an eye on a cult group of assassins known as the Daggers. Okay. She later accepts membership into Amanda Waller's new Justice League of America in exchange for information about her husband's murderers. And that was a team that Amanda Waller designed to basically fight in the New 52, Superman and Batman, the, the seven core members, which is called Justice League. Yes. They were tied to no government and Amanda Waller built a team to take them down. Yes, called Justice League of America. Yep. So when uh, DC launched Justice League of America, they also launched the solo series Katana, which focused on Tetsu's abiding mission to track down her husband's killer. This series only lasted for 10 issues and uh, you can find them all collected if you should so like to go and seek them out. After this, Katana made an appearance in Green Arrow at number 27, uh, where she's told by the mysterious blind man Magus that the death of her husband relates to the Outsiders. The society formed a various weapons clan connected to Green Arrow's new origin story as set down by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, this is where you found out there were a whole bunch of weapon clans in the DC Universe. The Arrow clan is what Green Mm -hmm. Arrow belonged to, and you found out that she was part of the Sword Sword Clan. clan. And uh, yeah, Soul Takers worked in the Green Arrow mythology as the Toad of the sword clan so it is the strongest sword within the soul within the sword clan which I really like uh, which is which has parallels in the fist fisk fist 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 mask shield axe arrow and spear clans representatives of each of these clans make up the outsiders the secret society dedicated towards ending global corruption um, although it is in and of itself largely corrupt Mm -hmm. she joins the outsiders in green arrow futures end number one which is set five years later in one possible future that I don't think exists anymore no and we mostly forget about yeah so Tetsu is shown to still be a member of the outsiders which is uh, with which has developed a grudging relationship with Green Arrow, who rejected leadership of the Arrow Clan in the main Green Arrow series five years before that. And that is where we are up to with her in current DC continuity. Nice. So that is Katana. Except she will be appearing in the Suicide Squad Rebirth title, uh, written by Rob Williams and drawn by Jim Lee, that uh, has not come out yet at the time of this recording. Right. And we also don't like to talk about uh, ongoing series as much as possible. So well, that, we don't like future things we don't know yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. But so, she is a member of that team. Yes. So hooray. Great. Uh, so she's not, she's, she's. Not forgotten. Great. So that's where she is in comics. Where is she in some other other media? So in other media, I'm so happy that you asked. What a great segue. Karen Fukuhara will be portraying Katana in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie, uh, where she will be a member of the Suicide Squad. Directed and written by David Ayer. That is true. Uh, Ryla Fukushima played Katana on Arrow. She features heavily in the third season. Mm-hmm. And she shows up like once in the fourth season, too. Yes, yeah, she does. She is one of the only characters that, we, that goes from the flashback to the modern day. There's only a couple characters that do that. And basically her and Oliver meet up. They try to offset a biological weapon. They fail. Yeah. And then they meet up again in the future. And she has some tea that will save you from any poisons yep. or any stabby stabbies. Well, yeah. Basically, if you fall off a cliff and you're stabbed by Ra's al Ghul like seven times, you drink this tea by Katana and boy, you're going to feel real good pretty quick. Yes. And Katana has appeared in a ton of DC animated features and TV shows, including Superman, Batman, Batman Public Enemies, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, Batman the Brave and the Bold, where she's kind of a little schoolgirl. Um, it's a really great appearance. I'm fine with it. Beware well, that she's part of the Outsiders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With, with Jefferson Pierce, Black Lightning. They, ba- they basically form the Outsiders in that show. They which do. I think it's so cool. But she's super cutesy in it. Um, I'm fine with compared that. To, no, I have no problem Listen, with it. Listen, we just learned that in her origin, she had kids when she was like 10. I, I know. It's weird. <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, in Beware the Batman, she is the Robin. She is Batman's protege of that. That's a really, really great TV show if you want more Katana in your way life. before it's time. Yeah, and it looks really good. And she is a fixture of DC Superhero Girls. In DC Superhero Girls, she is one of Wendy's friends. Her character trait is that she is very precise and methodical in all aspects of her life. And anything that you need cut, she will do for you. And I'm so excited to get that doll. Even bread? <laughs> Even bread. She is the coolest thing since sliced bread. Wow. 
So there. she'll slice that. Yes, you will. So right. why don't we move right on to recommended reading? Recommended reading is where we're going to tell you some recommendations of stuff that you can read if you want to experience more of Katana outside of this podcast because the main lesson is over. And you can go find all of these things, all of these things that we tell you about at geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading. We're going to have a little Amazon widgets down there. You can mm-hmm. see them. You click on them, take you to Amazon. You buy that book. You enjoy some Katana. And guess what? little piece of your purchase comes back to the Mind University. What? Helps us keep this podcast going to 120 episodes and beyond. Helps us keep our swords sharp. And our souls not taken. Yes. Yeah, so I have three recommendations for our recommended 30 reading. or three. I was a little confused. Three. Sounded like you said 30 for a second there. One, two, three. I was like, holy God, that's a lot of katana. All right. So we're going to start right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend Batman and the Outsiders, The Chrysalis. This is a Chuck Dixon deal. Uh, if you know from past lessons, we really like him. This is one of my favorite Batman excuse me, and the outsider stories that I looked at for this lesson, and it is very easily available. I'm also going to recommend Birds of Prey Volume 1, Trouble in the Mind, which is the first volume from the New 52. You get to see Katana be a part of an all-female team full of really cool ladies, and uh, you get to see her trying to live up to Barbara's memory, which is difficult to do, to say the least. And then I'm also going to recommend Wonder Woman at Superhero High, the prose novel that ties into the DC Superhero Girls by Lisa Yee, because you get to see a softer version of Katana, but no less compelling. So those are my three uh, recommended readings for this one. Cool. All right. What else you got for us? I got some discussions. So I wanted to postulate to you because Katana has only had one solo series in her 30 some years of existence. And it was the new 52. And it was the new 52. And I want to ask you, do you think that Katana deserves a solo series? Do you think there's enough there to mine that she deserves a standalone book? Uh, I don't know if there's enough there to mine. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's not... That, that, that doesn't apply to Katana. I think that Katana has enough potential mm. that she should have a solo series. Now, also, I don't know if Katana can handle a, a solo series all as well. I kind of think that Katana is sort of like what we've talked about in previous podcasts, like Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. A great supporting character, but not a lead character. I Because I, for me, every time I think about Katana... I think the outsiders. Yes. And I think that there should totally, I think there should always be an outsiders book. There should always just be a book called the outsiders at DC. And it's like the anti justice league. And Katana's is like number two. Would you fold that into the Batman family of books or would you set it in opposition to the, whatever the main justice league title is at the time? Outsiders is always a Batman book. Would you always have Batman lead it, or are you okay with Nightwing being in charge? I'm okay with Nightwing leading it, because I thought the series that they had that Judd Winnick wrote, where Nightwing was the leader of the team, mm-hmm. is actually a really fun series to read. If you've never read that, they're all collected in trade. They're a lot of fun. Now, Katana doesn't show up till later, Yeah, uh, but I love that run. It's really good. And then I like the other run with Batman and the Outsiders, but um, the Outsiders, all the Outsiders are Batman characters. Jefferson Pierce, Batman character. Like those, the outsiders are Batman's strike team. That's what they are. And to me, Katana, by first showing up in the outsiders, or or she's not brave and bold, but mainly being one of the outsiders, makes her a Batman character to me. Would you be okay with teaming her up with someone? Um, I said this to you earlier that I would team her up with uh, Cassandra Kane, who is currently orphaned mm-hmm. in the uh, DCU, because I think that they are two Asian characters. They're two very powerful fighters. And if you want to lean hard into both of those things, they could be a really interesting, like, uh, uh, assassin squad yeah. for Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a, that's a fine move. I also think she's going to be a great member of the Suicide Squad. I think, I think she's a great character to put in the movie. Do you think she's better uh, uh, f- with focusing on her as an anti-hero than, yes. than as, a, as a heroine? Yes. Because she's a killer. She is. You know. She is. And she's unremorseful. Yes. In that. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. she kills for honor and yeah. she kills for family. And I know that like there's a lot of people out there going to be like, well, Batman and Superman kill in the movie universe. Every yes, superhero kills. Every superhero kills in, the, in, in all their movies. But Katana is more explicitly a killer. Yes. I mean, her weapon is a sword. A soul taker sword. It's called a soul taker. Like, if that's not about death, then I don't know what it is. Yes. <laughs> I think it would be interesting if you see um, if you see her set up in opposition to Harley. I think that could be very cool. She won't have any part of Harley's bullshit. 
No, no, but that's, I think that's what could be so interesting about that. Uh, but we will definitely be talking more about that in the Geek History Lesson Extra. Yeah. So you can hop right over there to check that out if you want more Suicide Squad movie talk. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about for discussion? If not, I got a teaching tweet for you. No, I'm all good. Let's move on into the teaching tweet where our professor will take everything we learned about this lesson and boil it down to 140 characters. So you can tweet it later on Twitter if you so please. All right, Ashley, let's hear that teaching tweet. Ready, set, Katana, go. <clears throat> Katana. She's so cool. The sword taker sword is so cool. Why doesn't she have a cool solo series? Brownie face. Can I uh, make a slight correction to your tweet? Uh, you can make a suggestion. Did you mean to say soul taker sword? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said sword taker sword. Did I miss oh, you? I don't know. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. Listeners, uh, roll back the tape that doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, and uh, let me know. Did she say sword taker? I thought she said, I thought you said sword taker. I thought I said soul taker. I don't know. It would, says soul taker. I don't know. The, you were texting this into your phone just now. Uh, uh, I think you mistyped. I don't, I don't think so. I've been doing, I've been doing the dictation thing lately and mm-hmm. it's pretty spot on. All right. If you say so. All right, so. all right. So that is all we have to learn, Professor Ashley, about Katana, right? That is it. That is um, the Katana. Katana-ness of the Katanas. Thank God nobody lost their souls. All right. Well. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that'll be it for this Katana episode of Geek History Lesson. Do not forget that you can download and subscribe for this podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And guys, we're trying to do this thing where we're trying to get our reviews up on iTunes. Mm-hmm. All right. That's how iTunes uses its search algorithms so other people can find the podcast like you. And so we're going back through our reviews and we're going to read some of them because if you leave us a review on iTunes, we might read your review on an episode like this said review that Ashley has right now. All right. The title of this is Came for the Comics, Stayed for the Bane Impression by Mac47Shelby. And Mac47Shelby said, Jason and Ashley are some of the most knowledgeable people I've come to find in a podcast. Aww. You can tell they you can tell they really love what they do as well as throw in some a good laugh every now and then. I can honestly say they've gotten me even more interested in comics. Plus, the West Coast Avengers theme is super addicting. Dun dun dun. Mac four seven Shelby. <laughs> Thank you for your review. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Bane is dog here. <laughs> Ashley's laughing a lot. <laughs> she can't control her laughter. <laughs> All right, that's it, Bane. All right, uh, thank you so much for that review, Mac47 Shelby. Uh, you're awesome, and so we need all of you to run over to iTunes, just like Mac47 Shelby, and leave us some reviews, and we'll read them on the show. Don't forget, all as well, you can suggest other members of the Suicide Squad, because there's a whole bunch of them, Heck We got, yeah. and we got a ways for that movie until that movie comes out. There are other members of the Suicide Squad. You can suggest them on social media to us. Where, Ashley? Well, you can go to geekhistorylesson.com or facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson. There are many ways to communicate with us on both platforms. Yes. And you can complain to us on Twitter about our Katana theme song for me at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, and for Ashley at Ashley V. Robinson. And guys, I want to tell you real quick, we started a show called Jason Talks Geek. Yes. Over at youtube.com slash Jawin. Ashley's been on. uh, She's there. There are other guests. uh, Us talking about the news geeky things and sparking conversations out of that please go over there and check that out because we think it's a pretty good show and we think it's a lot of fun and it's uh, if you like geek history lesson i think you're gonna like jason talks geek and soon to be an audio podcast as well all right guys that is it for this podcast i'm jason not japanese inman i am ashley victoria robinson and professor ashley robinson please will you in the soul of this podcast just for this episode, not for the whole thing. Oh, well, class is dismissed, and take your souls with you, I guess. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.